Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 199 of MMT Millennial Movie Talk. I am one of your hosts, Braden, joined, as always, by the wonderful Michael. Hello. And the wonderful Christian. Hello. You might be uh, noticing a little bit of a difference with this week's episode, uh, namely, there's no video and there is no Alex. Uh, Alex has come down with uh, some form of being down with the sickness, and um, we do all our video through <laughs> Alex and Alex's computer. So this no. is audio only. It's a full. Version. It's a full. It's a foolproof system, really. Happens yeah. to the best. Alex time. is out, and and the whole thing just sort of falls on its face, crumbles. We were yes. We were going to be talking about so many new release movies this week, and. And the person who's seen them uh, isn't here to review them. So you can look forward to that in uh, episode 200 next week when Alex has recovered. But uh, for this week, boys, how you doing? Oh, not bad. Pretty not good. Bad. Pretty we've just, we've good. Just, we've just come off of the uh, four-day-long Easter weekend. Oh, that long weekend, days off. Yes. Four, very four nice days off doesn't feel real realistically, like. Bit. Yeah, you it kind of feels lose. You lose your sense of what year it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did not think about any real world commitments until probably about seven a.m. this morning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my alarm like a train. Yeah, it's my alarm like, went off this morning. Realized that we're in like probably the second busiest week so yeah. far I've ever been in at work, <laughs> and next Oof. week's going to be the busiest one. So. uh yeah. So you're glad you relaxed while you could. Yeah, I sort of wish it was Friday, last Friday again. <laughs> yeah. We'd like another four days off, please. Oh, yes, please. Well, with four days off, did we get up to watching any movies and TV shows? Uh, some. See, sounds like some of us did, some of us didn't. Some prefer <laughs> the outdoors. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, let's, let's start with a bit of that. Chris, how was your, how was your time away from the, the home? Good. I uh, went on a little coast, uh, coastal trip down South Australia, um, down to the little town of Mount Gambier. Oh, lovely little town. Which is a fairly populous town, South Australia. And uh, there's a lot of caves and a lot mm. of beautiful gardens and beautiful ponds. And uh, me and my friends did a little, little cave snorkel. Ooh. That does sound yeah. wonderful. Now, not Very into nice. any caves, obviously. Yeah, no, because no, you, you haven't been saving 13, 13 lives, lives have you? <laughs> exactly. As we've Great mentioned on the show, like. cave diving, uh, very difficult, very niche. Yeah, and very dangerous. Yes. So we did uh, what you call a kind of half cave, whereas the bottom, the floor was a cave, but above Ooh. us was air, which is not a cave at all. Uh, a pond. Yeah. How does that define as a cave? <laughs> a <pond. laughs> because when you dive in these like 10 meter deep ponds, like I'm Ooh, not yeah. like... It feels like you're in a cave. It's very that is deep. There, yep. And there is this like coning kind of rock floor, like mm. going it's deeper like and a, deeper. It's like a vertical tunnel. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, or like a, sh- you could call it a shaft. Area also <laughs> famous for the sinkholes and shafts, yes. Of yes. Yes. And like the Chilean miners, uh, Chris is here and recovered. <laughs> All right, and I made it. Survived. Made it through. It was very cold though. Oh yeah, it would have would have been a cool weekend. Yeah, you haven't really chosen. Yeah, you didn't choose the warmest of weekends. Yeah, we didn't. You got, but, a, you, um, got you got a good you got a good Monday. For the, weather, or at least here it was. Because it's like underwater water. It's like a constant temperature of fifteen degrees. Ooh. So because it was slightly colder outside, um, the water was fine. We got in. We the water actually it. felt beautiful. Oh, oh felt- yeah, but like out, outside temperature effects, like that, when I worked at the pool, it yeah. was constant, well, 30 maybe. But the fact is like you, you'd walk in on a like 30 degree day from outside and the mm. water would feel like it was ice cold, which was fantastic. But you come in like on a 15 degree day and the water being three, like 30 degrees or whatever it was, and it would feel immaculately warm. Well, yeah. With the uh, the sites, which is like the cave floor and the beautiful like green, lush green, fluorescent green plant life, which is there because mm. it's beautiful fresh water. Did you feel like you were in Avatar: The Way of Water? A little bit. I I kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. 
And then, but it's it's also because this fresh cave water is is so cool, so refreshing, and so clean t- tasting. Mm. So if you're snorkeling and it's getting in your mouth, you're kind of forgetting like, oh, this is not clean water. Because <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh man, yeah, it's it's not like repulsive. I'm in a Puritap advert. <laughs> yeah, it's not repulsive like salt, like snorkeling in salt water when you yeah. accidentally get water in your mouth. So yeah, you have to remember like, yeah, this is not. Oh, I'm not, not meant to be ingesting this. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it was a beautiful time. So. If you're in South Australia, Ewan's Ponds. Very nice. And, Going and this episode is brought to you by the SA the Tourism Board. <laughs> yes. Parks. Parks SA. Yeah. Bless. But uh, no, uh, so that's what Chris has been up to. Have you actually watched anything in the meantime? Um, bit, of, bit of succession. I've been Ooh, catching up. So succession. Uh, season four uh, came out. Which uh, everyone is the whole thing out, or is it just started? Uh, I think it's just the three episodes. So I'm on the second episode, and it's three episodes. Yeah, total. Yeah, so I'm not actually even sure if that's pretty sure that's it for season four. They're going to do three episodes, (laughs) and that's it. That would be wild. Yeah, because it's oh no, okay, it's still coming out. That's why. That's what it is. Cool. I was gonna say they're, they're doing <laughs> uh, the the event viewing as people. Yes, call yes, it. yes. So yeah, because uh, you know usually shows come out in the uh, in the binge sense. Yeah, they're either like everything at once, or maybe like a half and half, or weekly. Precisely. So yeah, looks like there is ten episodes season four. So I have a lot more to watch. But yeah, cool. I finished season three. Season three ends excellently. Um. Get out there, watch Succession, then you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Succession is definitely one of those shows that, like, I, I'm i not watching personally, but all of a sudden I hear from, like, just completely random people I would never expect. They're like, oh, man, loving Succession. It's so good. Yeah, so I was just saying, like, everyone is liking season four, and I am seeing a lot of, like, YouTube thumbnails coming up, which is season four <laughs> clips, and that's kind of what reminded me to, like, uh, finish season three and, like, yeah. get up to date. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, even Alex, who isn't here, had heard that season four has one of the, apparently one of the best episodes on television, Ooh, which, which I will be up to next. So I will report back on that Ooh, one. Ooh, exciting. Big praise for the uh, Succession fans out there. But, yeah, so I'll, I'll pass the uh, mic over to Michael. What Me? What you been watching? What have I been watching? Yeah, Wildcard. Um, so... I f- there's things that are like absolutely just like blanking in my mind that we uh, that I have watched. Um, what we did watch, Gemma chose to watch uh, Ticket, to, uh, Ticket to Paradise last night, a uh, hit George Clooney film from last year that me yes. and Choppy went to see uh, screening of. Mm-hmm. So she wanted it, she wanted to put it on because she thought it looked like a bit of fun, and I told her it was a bit of fun. It's a bit, of which fun. it is. It is a bit of fun. You have a little bit of a giggle, you know, not nothing harmless. Um. So I think she enjoyed that, but I got home and I walked into the lounge room where my mum was sitting and I looked at the TV and I thought that the, uh, the shot looked really, really familiar. And then the actors popped up on screen. She was about an hour through the ticket to paradise as well. <laughs> so you just got home and watched the middle five minutes of ticket to paradise while t- talking to her again. But <laughs> Um, outside so of... you've seen the middle five minutes of Ticket to Paradise three times now. Yes, incredible. <laughs> oh, it's incredible. I've seen the same. I've seen same seen the same dude get bitten by a snake three times. <laughs> <laughs> it's what you want. He's also yeah. French. If that helps anyone, sure, yeah. it makes I, that scene better. <laughs> I don't know if that fuels any hatred or anything, Chris. Uh, I I love the French. Good. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the standpoint on liking the French is meant to be. So, does he say uh, it snake back and blue? forth? No, no, he does not. Oh, classic. Um, outside of that, the other night, me and Gemma had found this show on TikTok. It's called Jury Duty. Ah, uh, okay. I've heard of it. Alex told me about this one actually. He told you about this one. Yeah. Right. So, to give you the premise. Uh, Braden, since I don't yep. think you've heard of this, never heard it's of it. It's practically they go into like an American courtroom and everybody's an actor except for one juror. 
Okay. So we got through two episodes. It's just not it. Oh, no. It's just, like, not funny. The one dude that's, you know, not in on it seems like he's more of an actor than half of the other people there. Oh, no. Like, he's clearly, he's, like, there for a fuck around. He hasn't really taken it very seriously yet. The one funny part is um, James Marsden. Oh, yeah. Is in it. And he gets them, like, for lack of a better word, like, quarantined from the outside world because he wanted to get out of it. So he got, he, like, told paparazzi he was there. Yeah. But then that didn't stop him from getting selected for the duty. (laughs) But, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, that would... (laughs) it's just none of it none of it has hit yet like the whole the first episode is literally them going through like the first half of picking the jury then the second episode's them being selected but then being yeah quarantined from every like from the outside world and that's all where we left off so you're two episodes in have nothing about this like you've had a slight hint of the case in which one of the lawyers is just, like, a fucking moron and, like, can't, like, get a simple video up on an iPad. But it's just, he's just, I don't know, it's just not I, funny I don't know yet. if you've ever tried to get a video up on an iPad. It's pretty yeah, difficult. Especially when you need it and there's heaps of people <laughs> waiting for it. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. Neither of us were uh, the biggest fans of it. We were really hoping when, like, she saw the video on TikTok, well, like, this could be funny. Like, if someone is, like, really like does not know what's going on this yeah that funny. sounds like it's a great premise and has so much and potential. i feel like it's mm. like a show from like the early i think it's a show from the early 2000s that they've revamped. Oh, they've like revived it yeah, uh, okay. yeah. so yeah when i look, heard about the premise because i've recently in, in the past year or so i've done jury duty in uh that's right in our great state <laughs> and <laughs> I thought, yeah, the premise of one person uh, going through that experience and it's obviously just a joke on them and everyone else is an actor. It's a, it's a good setting for it. Like, you're going in there with not knowing what to expect. So Yeah, it's, it's got big, like, like, Nathan for you kind of energy. Yeah. Like, that, that yeah. kind of, like, a, almost good... reality TV show, but not, it's not like, it's, it's kind of like Prank Patrol. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, obviously I recognise... James Marsden, and he plays like, like obviously he's playing himself, so he's sort of like, oh, you know, everyone's going to recognize who I am. I don't want to distract everyone. Like, oh, I've got yeah. a big movie script coming. Out. But, um, Brayden, have you seen? You've seen Community, right? Because Chris will yes. know who I'm talking about. All right, you know the dude that plays Britta's ex carny boyfriend <laughs> that has yeah. no shame. Um, I, I, yeah. I think I've seen the scene. He's also in this, and the, it's a weird fact of, like, yeah. he's not popular enough to probably just be recognised by everyone, but from my little exposure of, well, my so exposure I, of community, I know who the fuck he is. I yeah. saw the clip of one of the, like, actual actors uh, speaking to the uh, fake, like, the real guy. Yeah. Um, and him, like, saying, oh, you're in that movie, like, oh, yeah, sick, yeah. Yeah. But, so, yeah. weird, because, yeah, if an actor was famous enough would it that wouldn't that be enough to excuse them from jury duty anyway because they will disturb the trial? Yeah, yeah. you'd really that's, think that's. that's but I mean, ridiculous. that's the whole that's the whole <laughs> yeah. that James Marsden's having because he's like, like he's very recognizable. Yeah, but like not but the biggest. Kinda, yeah, he's not Matt. Like, but he's not oh, like the man, biggest that's rough. star. And like the I whole feel like first, that's pretty rough. I mean, on James but the, the the funny that the I think funny, if you're in any a, triple Hollywood like triple yeah. A Hollywood movies, you could but, e- excuse yourself for jury duty. There was X Men and Sonic. Yeah, so that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. He brings yeah. up because obviously it was from two thousand and it was from last year. Yeah. Um, he goes like, on about he like he's talking to the dude and he's like, "You haven't seen Sonic?" And like the dude watch <laughs> the dude's obviously gone and watched Sonic and he's like, "You know, wasn't my favorite or whatever." And like. Like James oh. Marston plays and stuff. This this fact, and it's just funny because I like obviously that part made me laugh. Yeah, <sighs> so funny. Bless. Weird. What a what a strange show. Yep. Mm. I'm ke- yeah. keen to see uh, hear what Alex says when he gets on because I was hearing positive things. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, look, it so, may ramp up, but I just good. didn't really. It just like me and Jeff both agreed. It just seemed like the dude that's not in on it seemed more of an actor than the other people. Mm. And but, like and I know they need to make these characters like exaggerated, 
But yeah. some of them are like wild. Like there's a dude that just like rocks up with all these sort of like gadgets. Like he has like the stands for pants. He has like a camelback, but then he has a separate one for blended up food. And you it's mean like the wearable wearable chair. Yeah, like, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, he's got, like I, I saw good. that in like the the highlights when that's like next week on like <laughs> that for the next episode. So like, look, I might give it one more. Might be able to convince you like to put on like sort of the background and give it yeah. one more and hopefully like, the trial see. starts and see how that see if it ramps up from there once they're in the actual like trial situation but you know you know what michael have you have you got binge i do have binge get, get on succession just watch succession <laughs> see there's something else on binge that Gemma <laughs> keep t- saying that all her friends kept talking about is white lotus i think that's on binge oh i think i've probably and apparently it's really that? good I have heard very good things about White yeah. Lotus. I mean, and like, I just never knew what it was on, but then obviously getting binge for the last one. So I reckon I saw it on there. So I might have to, I've got to watch Shrinking. I've got to watch that. Might have to jump on, on Succession. Binge. I need to get back to Breaking Bad. I got to do this. I got to watch The yeah. Mandalorian. There's too many, there's too much time, not a lot, too much stuff, not enough time. Let me ask this. Do you guys actually like keep a list of the things that you I have a to mental watch? list. So okay. It's not, yeah, it's not great. Like I have, like, I have like legitimate like Mikhail and I have a legitimate like list that we're checking off through in her like iPhone notes. Yeah. Okay, so you know if, if if you're doing it as a couple, it makes sense. You got to write that yeah. down. You got to coordinate. I'm just That's roughly it. when I get bored, I'm like, hmm, what was <laughs> I meant to get onto? It's like it's like adult um like object permanence. It's like you don't yeah. remember a thing exists until you scroll past it, and then you're like, yes. oh yeah, I should watch that. Oh, uh, we watched, uh, upon other things that we watched, she finally conned me into watching uh, The Fox and the Hound. I say conned, oh, like it was a bad movie. That. But for since we've been dating, she's always told me it's her favorite movie and we just like, like the old never watched one. it. Yeah. Um, I, may I don't have, think I've I, I may, I may have cried. Oh. I definitely yeah. cried. When she, oh. when, she go, when she goes and puts, um, fuck, what's his name? When she like and... has to get rid of him. Yeah, when she has to get when she puts yeah. the fox in the reserve for his own safety. I'm yep. like, oh, oh, if man. anyone's had a dog that like a pet that's passed away, yeah, you're fucked. You're just straight fucked. Yeah, yeah. If you're a person with a good heart, yeah, all that. But screwed. like, it hits home. I'm just like, I was getting mad. I was just getting like way too many feelings. I'm like, I don't like this. Stop yeah. it. Yeah, it's making me feel real things. Oh, but this. But is, it was um... a lovely movie in the end. That's the one where, because his power is the other dog that gets raised by, like, the hunter, right? Yeah, yeah. And then that, yeah, man, what a story. I remember that one. You just flashbacks of childhood. It's it's an oldie but a goodie. Yeah. And And then I continuously, after Gemma's little rant about the fact that I never seen Holes the other week, I still have keep keep offering to watch Holes with her, and she's like, nah, nah, not tonight. But she made, like, a good half an hour deal out of the fact I hadn't seen Holes. (laughs) <laughs> and then proceeded to not care. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I said, I, d- I did have fix. a similar situation this last week where we were scrolling through just everything that was available on Disney Plus, just scrolling through, trying to find a movie to watch. And then we were scrolling through, and Michaela was like, Have you seen Maze Runner? And I was like, No, I have not seen Maze Runner. So now I've seen the Maze Runner, um, which was fine. What do you think of that? <laughs> It was, it was, parts of it are surprisingly good. Other parts of it are very much just that, like, trying to ride off the success of, like, Hunger Games. Yeah, young adult novel. YA dystopia novels, like, turned into movies. Yep. And, like, when Michaela was explaining, because these were books that she had read before the film came out, and the way she was explaining it to me was, like, early in the film you get this, like, oh, he's having these, like, weird visions and these weird, like, dreams of, like, clearly, like, before he entered the... And they've got stupid names for everything because the, it's that whole gimmick Amaze, of, like, yeah. oh, they've all forgotten. They've all got, like, uh, they lost amnesia. their memory. So they, they come up with dumb names for things. And it's like, oh, I don't... That's such a stupid, like, <laughs> YA novel bullshit thing to do, but sure. So they're all in the glade, in the maze, and whatever. <laughs> yep. And, like, he's having these dreams of remembering like what the fuck was going on before he got put there and Michaela was like yeah when this happened when I saw it in the cinemas I was furious because they don't reveal any of that shit until the end of the first book and I was like 
that sounds a lot better than this movie. <laughs> so very average movie, but like it's weird because like it's got potential, but at the yeah. same time it's pretty cringe at times. But, yeah, but it, 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 I feel like I'm missing something else that we watched during yeah. the week, except for the new thing that I'll talk about after. I won't shove all my stuff in one yeah. one go. Is there but... interest in watching the second Maze Runner? Right. <laughs> Oh, well, I've heard really bad things about the second one, so we might just put that on in the background while we're doing some shit, and then then maybe check out the third one. Just imagine me doing jazz hands. Zombies. (laughs) Exactly, yes. I remember (laughs) my younger sister, and, like, she would have been, like, quite young at the time and, like, not much, like, does not like horror films or anything like that at all. And I remember her going with her friends to go see Maze Runner 2, Scorch Trials. And she came home and she was like, who's just a scary zombie movie? It's just like, yep, okay, sure. Sorry. I wish I knew. I could have warned you. Genius. But, um, yeah, bless. Fun so, time. yeah, watch that. Uh, we also finally finished Phineas and Ferb. Goddamn. What an incredible show. Um, the ending movie or the final movie that they did, the Candace one, don't rate it. It's it's not as good as the earlier one that they did, but their Star Wars parody is spot on. Oh my god! Oh, is that like a special or? Yeah, so they do a two episode special, which is just a parody of A New Hope, and it's like if the Family Guy parody Blue Harvest was like wholesome and like family friendly. Yeah. It's, and there's some deep cuts in there. Like, they do some really funny shit. It, like, had me in hysterics. Phineas and Ferb is just excellent. The um, little bit of Phineas and Ferb I've seen, I loved. It was yeah. great. Yeah. Phineas and Ferb, so watchable. Every episode, it's like 20 minutes, and that's actually two episodes of, like, 10 minutes. Oh, such a watchable show. It's great. I used to um, love Phineas and Ferb. I highly recommend jumping back on it, because apparently there's a new season coming out or something. Oh, really? They announced that somewhat earlier this year that they are working on a new season or a new version of it or something. Mm. uh, Hopefully that's good because the original show was excellent. Um, Also, uh, went and saw D&D with my pa. He thoroughly enjoyed it. I need to see that. He agreed. It's a lot of fun. You got to go see that one. It's a a good flick. It's It's, uh, worth the cinema viewing then as well. Yeah, I think so. The action scenes are excellent. Like, the visual effects are actually quite good. And, like, in there with... So we went on uh, a public holiday, obviously, because uh, everyone went to the cinemas on a public holiday here in Australia. And um, with, like, a pretty packed cinema, like, a lot of those jokes got a lot of really big belly laughs. Okay. Um, And I thought that was really wholesome. Um, And it is very funny. Like, there's moments of it that are very funny. There's moments of it that are just, like, this is what it would be if you did, like, a Lord of the Rings parody. And there's other sequences of it that are just straight up really good action scenes. So, it, it's it's very good still. It's very good. Um, I did go and see a new movie. I won't talk about it too much because we'll definitely be talking about it next week, episode 200, uh, with the return of Alex. And uh, if either of you end up going and seeing it during that time as well, uh, went and saw the Super Mario Bros. movie. Very interesting. Was fine. Only fine. <laughs> my like, my takeaway. I'm hearing. Is... I'm hearing very mixed things. I'm seeing like a lot of people put comments like, you know, remember it's a kids movie. Yes. And I've seen some people yeah. being like, you know what? It's enjoyable. Then I've seen a lot. I've seen a few posts being like, "It's so bad," and I'm like, "All right, this is really mixed bag." Yeah, I believe it is definitely the, the mainstream like opinion. The non-video game like reviewers just say it's an alright kids movie. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It it is definitely it is a mixed bag. The film because even the film itself can't really decide if it wants to just be a fun kids film. Or if it wants to nostalgia bait like old people who played the games forever. Like it really tries to walk that line of being like, we're doing our own thing, but also we're going to have really niche references in the background of everything and all this stuff. Like it, it really 
it at times really can't decide what it wants to be. But in the end, uh, I, I, Michaela and I were looking through letterbox reviews after we watched it because you got to look through the letterbox reviews. My God, they're so funny. Um, and there was one that hit the nail on the head perfectly, which was we all wanted a Mario movie made by Illumination and what we got was an Illumination movie starring Mario. <laughs> and okay. that's exactly that's exactly how it feels because the the key things that i thought were excellent in this film were obviously the visuals are just stunning the visuals are pop of color just incredibly gorgeous you could just watch it all day and like it's so eye-catching for the kids while also being just like a visual masterpiece of like the style of Nintendo that they've curated over the decades. And like Illumination are definitely the studio for that. But, oh, sorry. The other good thing that I really enjoyed was how they take the music from Nintendo and all these songs and, and these pieces of music that we're so familiar with and the way they've sort of amped those up for the film perfectly done like the score and soundtrack of this excellent my major biggest disappointment in that regard for some reason illumination still feel the need to needle drop random ass pop songs in there mm, okay it's yeah, just yeah. so unnecessary like i get that that sort of would work like obviously with some other movies like you know minions and Despicable. yeah I think that because works it's a bit better it, but when it's there's like a random new thing when you have like 20, 30 years worth of games with soundtracks. Yeah. Yeah. You would think and when you're, you're watching that. the film and they're using the, the original songs and like bringing them into these new weird versions that are like so enjoyable, really, really good. And then all of a sudden it's just like, hey, we're going to play Take On Me while they're driving for a second. And it's like, this is unnecessary. I think like what you said, it's a Illumination movie. Starring Mario, yeah. Like we we I think a lot of us got that idea as soon as they casted uh, Chris Pratt. Yes, in, instead of the voice of Mario, who was yeah. available. Um, I will tell you this. Uh, not to get into spoilers per se. We'll probably talk about it next week to a greater extent. But uh, the casting is pretty dang spot on, and in the most like teasing way possible. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen the the Mario Bros. rap is in it as like this TV commercial that they okay. do. And uh it's it's from the old like cartoon show that they did back in the 90s or whatever. And it's this really lame rap of like the Mario where the Mario Bros. and Plumbing's are game. Like it's it's a bad rap, but it's good fun. And that's in there as this like TV commercial that they've made. <laughs> and in the commercial, at the start of the film, both Chris Pratt and Charlie Day are putting on, like, Italian New York accents, like, like very traditional, like, Mario and Luigi. Okay. And, and I was like, holy shit, this is surprisingly excellent. Like, I did not expect that from Chris Pratt and, like, oh, especially not from Chris Pratt. And, like, Charlie Day is nailing it. And then they exit the commercial and it's like them watching the commercial. And then they're like, do you think the accents are a bit too much? And they're just talking how they normally talk. And I was like, oh, I'm just, uh, like they you did such a good job in that one scene. And then they just went, nah. It's like they even teased it. Yeah, it's just, just teasing what it could have been. You actually it could have been really fun. You got me excited a bit saying Charlie Days was putting on like a cheesy New York accent. Oh my God, uh. yeah. The, the, that opening scene is excellent and then it goes into... Uh, it starts off pretty good and then it goes into an entire sequence where they go and fix some plumbing and there's a dog and it's uh, there's a sequence with the dog and the dog's like angry. It's very illumination in that sequence. But... I tell you what, just visually, it, I think it is definitely, well, I mean, uh, every, the box office agrees because it's blowing out records left, right, and center. Yeah. Um, this is definitely a yeah, film that's worth watching kids. on the cinema because it is just gorgeous. Um, and tell you what, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, fucking perfect. 
It's surprisingly really good <laughs> casting. Uh, and obviously Jack Black uh, has been stealing the show um, as everyone online is absolutely loving him as uh, Bowser. I bet. The, the voice actor of crew. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it, it, I think it's definitely worth seeing in the cinemas. Um, don't expect uh, any sort of groundbreaking plot or yeah. any sort of plot reasoning for anything it's a kids movie they gotta they it's gotta, a kids yeah. movie kids yeah. gotta understand it yeah i yeah honestly i recommend going and seeing it on if you can on a weekend because there's a higher chance of like having a couple kids in the cinema and like when mikhail and i went there was like a couple kids and they were just like laughing their heads off and it was really sweet but you know it was fine um now big big stuff that I want to talk about this week. Big I'm stuff. just, I'm sort of just going to take over the episode once again. Okay. Yeah, because oh, good. it's, it's, it's Star Wars season. <laughs> and, and not only is the Mandalorian, like we had a new episode of the Mandalorian, obviously, because that's still going for the moment. Uh, it's coming to a close soon. And uh, we also have Star Wars celebration that's just been on. Um, I think it was uh, held in Europe this year. And there's been a bunch of news from that. Um, so I wanted to sort of hit some of the big ones uh, because some of these I'm very excited about and I want to see what you guys think. Um, so firstly, uh, Lucasfilm did announce three new Star Wars movies, uh, each in different time periods. Uh, the Gold. first of which uh, is going to be set and uh, the dawn of the Jedi, which is 10,000 years before everything else. Ooh. Okay. So yeah. there's going to be some, like, some very, very uh, traditional style, uh, like, forming of the Jedi and the Force and some of that. Um, and that is being directed by James Mangold of uh, Logan and the new Indiana Jones coming out soon. Okay. Okay. So that one sounds cool. I'm keen for that. Yeah. I liked Logan. I they did also show some new Indiana Jones. Uh, I think they did a new trailer and maybe like a clip from it and everything. And people are looking forward to that. So that's cool. Mm. Um, and then uh, Dave Filoni is going to be uh, doing one as well. Dave Filoni, who people would know from Clone Wars, from Rebels, from The Mandalorian. Um, he's sort of been. Uh, the the king of Star Wars TV, um, and he's going to be doing a new film, which is basically set around that time of the Mandalorian and everything in the New Republic. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's like an ending to the Mandalorian as a series. Um, so that would be interesting. And then finally, in the biggest shock, I'd think ever. Um, they're going to be doing something set after Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. Which actually features <laughs> Daisy ha Ridley. I have seen that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's one of the only things I've seen. I've seen like little bits here and there, but that's, yeah, definitely one of the only things. I've yeah. Probably seen. I think because that's like the biggest, oh shit, you guys are, you guys are committing. Cool. Yeah, that's, we're moving into the future. Like yeah. new territories. So where it's going to be set after Rise of Skywalker. It's apparently going to be set 15 years after Rise of Skywalker. Okay. And we're going to have Daisy Ridley back as Rey uh, attempting to uh, build up the Jedi Order. And you know what? Everyone was very excited at Star Wars Celebration. Like, she came out and she's super excited to be, like, accepted back into Star Wars and everything. So... Good for her. Like, I think I think she's really good. I think the writing was rough. Well, I thought and... I'm fairly sure a lot of people thought she was pretty decent, especially yeah. especially yeah, when the first, first thought... sequel came out. It's just yeah. definitely the right. Yeah, the that... I think uh, realistically is yeah, it's the writing and storytelling that really yeah. dropped the ball with that. No one was blaming the yeah. performances or the actors. No. Yeah. 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 Well, it was, uh, yeah, it except was for a very tiny, toxic part of the internet. Yeah. Yeah. I think a, a lot of it came, like, also a lot of it came down to um, just the inconsistency with the directors, too, I feel. Yes. Like, yeah, nothing was, co yeah, nothing was cohesive. Nothing was cohesive. 
that is definitely the biggest thing that was a huge mess. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a bit of fun. Um, what else do we get that's going to be going? Uh, they're doing some stuff with the Old Republic, which is going to be interesting. Um, which is because they kind of just dropped the Old Republic and have been doing their own thing with the High Republic. Um, of which we're getting a new TV show coming out, which has the main guy from Squid Game in it. Um, which is the Acolyte, um, which is mm. going to be set in the High Republic era and features a bit more like martial arts type stuff. Um, so that should be pretty cool. I'm looking forward to that one. Mm. Um, and then uh, they actually released a trailer for um, Ahsoka, uh, the TV show. Uh, and uh, we're getting Thrawn back as the bad guy. Um, and it's going to be cool to have him in live action. Uh, who I believe uh, is the same actor who actually played him on Rebels, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, I saw stuff about Ahsoka. Yeah, and that, yeah. The trailer does actually look pretty good. I'm I'm pretty excited to watch that one. Um, I think from watching all this stuff coming out, I was like, okay, yeah, that, I'm gonna I'm gonna binge watch some Clone Wars because I didn't I never finished it. And yeah. um, that's one. Getting, I, yeah, I didn't really. Oh, getting either. through all the Darth Maul stuff. Oh, it's fucking excellent. Um, so that's been really cool. And then once I'm done with that, I'm going to um, go through and watch all of Rebels before um, so Ahsoka when comes getting, out. When are we getting stuff? Is the uh, Ahsoka comes out in August. Uh, Andor Season 2 is also aiming for late August, um, which is what it looks like. And I think they did also show them a little tease of that. Um, oh, that... They did talk about, uh, so uh, The Acolyte, which is the High Republic era series that's coming out in 2024. They described it as Frozen meets Kill Bill. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> which is a pretty wild uh, comparison concept. between it the two. It is a very wild concept. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so that's set between the Old Republic and the prequels. Um, so that should be a bit I'm Trying of to imagine like Black Mamba in a musical number. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe while she's stabbing people. Yes. Um, and then they did also uh, show off um, some stuff for Skeleton Crew, which is the one uh, which is going to be starring uh, Jude Law. Um, okay. And uh, we, love, we it, love Jude Law. It's Jude Law with like basically a bunch of kids. And it kind of honestly, people are saying it's kind of like Star Wars doing Goonies. Um, and on the list of uh, people who are directing episodes for the show uh, is the Daniels of Everything Everywhere All at Once. Very interesting. So Star Wars is in a wild place at the moment. Oh, they did also uh, release a trailer for, they did uh, Star Wars Visions, uh, where season one was all animated shorts from uh, like anime creative teams. Um, and they're doing season two of Visions. But instead of just anime, it's actually all over the world, um, which includes uh, the guys who do the claymation of, like, Wallace and Gromit. Very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> which is okay. very, very random. Um, so it actually, the trailer for it, actually, some of the shorts look fucking gorgeous and absolutely nuts. Like the, the guys that did the original Wallace and Gromit? Yeah, yeah, that that creative studio, I can't remember what they're called, like, because they've continuously been going on and they've been doing claymation, like, the entire time. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, so they're doing a Star Wars short and it, in the context of all these other shorts where some of them are taking their, like, super seriously and it's really dark and gritty and, like, super action-packed and violent and crazy, and then all of a sudden in the middle of the trailer there's just this cutesy claymation (laughs) being, like, family-friendly and silly. It, it, Looks really cool. I'm actually really excited for that. Yep. Um, and yeah, they, they showed off a bunch more. They've had a bunch of interviews and stuff like that. Um, I will now mention the most recent episode of The Mandalorian. Mainly because I asked before we started recording the episode if Michael knew what actors made cameos in the most recent episode of The Mandalorian. <laughs> and I want to know, Chris, do you know who made cameos? In this I most recent episode. Do not. 
I have no idea. Oh boy, you guys are in for a treat. So, Bo-Katan and Dinjarin and Grogu all went to this planet. They were like, hey, yeah, we go find the Mandalorians. We go talk to them. And then they're like, hey, sorry, the people of the planet are like, hey, sorry, nah, you can't go talk to them yet. You got to come do a side quest for us. That's, that's literally the entire episode is them just doing okay. a little detective, like, uh, <laughs> it was like a, like a cop drama suddenly, yep. um, trying to solve this crime. Um, like the that's, cast that's the NCIS whole episode. Just popping up. <laughs> that would be incredible if it was just the cast of NCIS. But no, uh, the royal heads of this civilization as a married couple are Jack Black and Lizzo. Oh my God. Okay. That's definitely not like a combination, I would. Uh, nope. <laughs> but you watch that episode and you're 100% here for it. I was not expecting Lizzo. To, like, I love Lizzo as a person. She's excellent. She's hilarious. She stands up for really good things. She's awesome. I was not expecting anything from her from an acting standpoint. <laughs> also she a Star Wars it. standpoint. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars as well. Like, and they play weird characters. They're very like that sense of like, you know, when Jack Black plays like a, a like a he's trying to play up being like royalty and he's being all like fancy. La di da, yeah. 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 It's yeah. very much that, and it's so fun. Um, they've like parted his big beard in this like weird way to try and make it a bit more like Star Warsian, and it's so fun. Um, Lizzo sort of just babies around Grogu and like carries him around and everything, and like they're just very sweet. Um, and there's one other big name cameo in there as well, mm. and it's Christopher Lloyd. Oh. Ah. They're really pe- they're bringing people back who yeah, were ruined by Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's pretty wild uh just having Christopher Lloyd come in and be like, "Hey, oh yes, it's me and I'm here. I'm talking about the droids." <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. And it's like he turns around, he's in this like big like security office chair and you just see him and you're like, "Whoa, shit. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd's still alive." Because Boy, howdy, does he look old in the show. I bet he does. Yeah. Bless. Does he but uh, yeah, it's, it's a bit of fun. It's the kind of thing that Mandalorian's been doing this whole season where it's like the main plot isn't really moving at any sort of pace at all, but you're getting little like side quest adventures. At this point, they're just like, who, who, who did we, who did, whose lives got ruined? And can we try and make it up to them? <laughs> Let's just bring them back in. Why not? Um, but yeah, I think, I think where the episode ends is really strong. Like it's that thing of like the main plot and the main character development that I want them to be focusing on. They're just not really getting to in any semblance of pace. So it's fine. Like what even is meant to be the main plot of this season? This season's really specifically been about, um, Bo-Katan and, sort of her as like was once leader of the Mandalorians and like wielder of the dark saber and all that jazz. Yeah. Mm. And it's been really, really slow with like, like it reached a point where earlier on in the season, like she is part of the like group that uh, Din Djarin and Grogu are in where now she's like, this is the way and like, don't remove your helmet and whatever. And so she's part of that for a bit. But then all of a sudden, they're like the main part of that cult group that they're in. She's like, hey, remove your helmet. You're like, what? Is this a a test? She's like, nah, for real, remove your helmet. And now she's like, oh, Bo-Katan is basically the day walker and walks between both worlds. So she's going to be the person who brings Mandalore back together. And it's just been very slow in getting to that. They also had the one sequence of flashbacks from, from Grogu back at Order 66. And that's still been like the most compelling scene of the entire show. And I, I find it weird that I want them to be focusing more on Grogu considering for a while there was getting pretty bored of all the Grogu-ness. But <clears throat> hey, yeah. yeah I, it, honestly, I think it's just prequel era stuff. 
because it's like it was a flashback to Order 66. I'm here for it. Mm. But um, yeah, I think I think that's about it. Uh, on in terms of my front, uh, Michael, you watched uh, another new episode of uh, something which is coming out weekly. Yes, I did. So we had the episode four of Ted Lasso. Ah, uh, yes. <clears throat> the big confront uh, confrontation between uh, Nate and Ted, and West Ham and Richmond and whatnot. Um, no, look, I'm not up to this one yet, but I am up to date with season uh, three finally. Yeah. So you haven't but, uh, watched the newest one I, from last I, yes. week. I'm up to this episode, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, look, it's just, I just don't think they can really miss. We're starting to get a little bit of Ted's progression in this season. Him starting to sort of confront things instead of just make a joke and smile, which is great. Yeah. Um, we, the team... Like, obviously, at the end of season two, it's implied that Nate rips up the believe sign. Chris, you remember? Yep. Yeah. So they sort of, they find security footage of it, and the coaches, like, want to show them to, like, get them angry for the game. And then eventually at halftime, they show them. Like, so then the team then finds out that Nate's the one that destroyed the uh, okay. yeah. believe sign and stuff. So, look, it's... I can't fault the show. Everything's great. Everyone's cast perfectly. The story is great on um, like, my experience of uh the latest season was like oh this is the quality of season one and two and more like like it's yeah. it's still on an upwards trajectory like every it, has, every it hasn't plateaued out or anything no right. everyone that's passionate in making this show is still there and they're just all homing their skills because like first, second, third episode, I was just like laughing. I was crying. Like, there's a shocking moment in the first, probably like thirty seconds of the first episode. Like, right, like straight away, they're not pulling punches. Which which moment was that? Um, he Ted gets a text message, uh, from the ex-wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it kind of feels like it's for him, and then it's not obviously. Yeah, but yeah, it, and it's straight away yeah. like. You feel him like you straight away puts you back in like Ted's spot, and yeah, oh, I love that man. You know, it's great. How but, many more episodes have you got in the season? Uh, I'm gonna guess they're doing ten to twelve again, somewhere around that mark. Yeah, so we got a while while to go at least. Bit more to go, but it's it. Yeah, I think I think Ted Lasso is just one of those shows that has just gone up up like apart from the beard goes wandering episode i think this show yeah. just continues to go up and we've heard the the you know reason there's good yeah. there's good excuses for those episodes mm, that one is, and the other is. one it is always impressive when <clears throat> a show only manages to have really one bung episode and the mm. fact that that episode was only bung because it had to be thrown in at the last minute yeah which yep. is even better because you're like, cool, we can all just ignore it. Yeah. Like, this is just one of those things where it's like they've taken, like, like realistically, the premise of this movie, uh, TV show was an American football coach goes and coaches Premier League soccer. It, that's such and a it's small like, part of it, though. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. I know. That's yeah. the thing. Like, it starts as that concept and they're like, all right, so why did he take that job? And all this sort of stuff. And they've just like, They've like that first episode, they literally just take that's practically the concept you're given in the first episode. And then yeah. it's just like slowly branches and you it, it never like it doesn't really like settle on this angle of like he's a football coach and that that's why he doesn't yeah. fit in or anything. Because he, he fits in because of the character Ted is so like wonderful and that's that's kind of the angle it takes, which is why it's such a wholesome show. Like Yeah. Uh I reckon what else do you this say? This season so far has settled a little bit on the, oh, you're, a, you're only a football coach. But I think that's because that's just, they haven't, that's not what they've been focusing on. We've had a lot of other little focuses so far. So. Very yeah. nice. It's very good. Mm. It, it is nice that uh, a show like this has seen so much success and praise and like critical acclaim and everything because. I think it's just nice to have wholesome characters. I know, and I and probably a good influence on a lot of a lot of football. <laughs> yeah, out there, especially the I would the, say. the British uh, football community. Yes. Ooh. 
Yeah, we, they 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 need some good role models in their lives. Yeah, and um, obviously it's very good representation this season because we have the um, player coming out as gay. Nice, nice. Well, it's only he doesn't come out, but he yeah, hasn't come very, out. It's but very prevalent. That in we have the, we have a in the closeted. I'm sure it's yeah. yeah, yeah. So I f- it, like it very sneakily addresses a lot of, like problems and stuff within sports. That's something that's been mentioned in in real football. That there's yeah. not really any openly uh, homosexual players. Mm. Yeah, but I think yeah, this show does well of like yeah addressing like it does that fact of like hey this is like a thing and like because throughout that episode the uh, character like you know jokes about girls and all this sort of stuff but you can clearly see that like it's not it's not he's not comfortable about it or anything yeah mm. I'm sure it's handled a hell of a lot better than that one character arc on Glee. <laughs> Yes. Would it know? But Oh, man, what a... What do you mean? Glee's shit. just the shining hallmark of... Uh, <laughs> of TV PC, television. How to, how, PC modern day culture. <laughs> of just how to address, like, problems within society. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I think with that, that makes an episode of MMT Millennial Movie Talk. Uh, thank you all so much for joining us on this wonderful auditory experience. Um, we've been your guides uh, in these uh, wonderful uh, wavelengths reaching your ears and you can find more of it on your podcast service of choice where you can give us a follow if you can leave a review that'd be nice um, you can check out our massive backlog of past episodes um, and you can subscribe over on YouTube uh, there's obviously no real video component this week but normally you can see all our faces and Chris's static image um, <laughs> every week over on our YouTube channel and you can subscribe over there, leave a comment, like, and all that jazz. Um, you can share us with your friends. You know, if you enjoy the show, uh, tell a friend. Tell a friend and be like, hey, I, I like listening to these, 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 la- these lads banter about. And I agree or completely disagree with their takes on TV and movies. <laughs> And honestly, isn't it always good to give something a good little hate listen? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with saying that, uh, add Michael on Facebook. Please. And Please as always, oh, God, I have to start it. You I'm do. Brayden. Do I, am I still saying? Oh, yep. I'm Christian. <laughs> and I'm Michael. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we're thrown out of whack. <laughs> and we're out of here. Thank you. 